is Cancion Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow. Our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams. Home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. You are listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live. Yes, you are, folks. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live. Scott Strandy joining you from... Glendale, Arizona this evening for a very good reason. There's a hockey game going on here in about two hours between the Colorado Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes. A big hockey game. Um, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me out on beautiful Long Island, where I understand he's probably just getting a little sun and enjoying that nice weather. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> um, it actually has been kind of nice the last couple of days. Getting cold. It gets cold at night. Um, yeah, it's not 80. <laughs> it's not 80 here either. It's 63 degrees with on and off oh, rain showers. Yeah, my heart is bleeding. Uh, it has been miserable today. Uh, yeah. And a little bit farther north, there's some white stuff called snow. Not too you far hear north my li- either, I might add. You can hear my little violin playing, right? <laughs> uh, no, I can't hear it. <laughs> uh, you should. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, folks, this is called uh, the way, Southwest Weekly. What? what? By the way, nice. You, you're going to a game. Hey, NCAA, what are we doing here? Why are we waiting till Friday? Can't we have one game tonight, one game tomorrow night, one game? <laughs> Let's spread these games out so we have them every night. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? <laughs> you are so spoiled. Man, this pandemic oh. has nothing but sucky spoiled oh. you. Oh, anybody my Lord, that, I, I don't deny that's it. followed you oh, understands gosh. it, too, don't they? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, pretty much there's been tons and tons of hockey on TV since August. Right. You know, I mean, August, I mean, it's like a one. Yes, I don't deny it. I, yeah, just, you know, word. and then, spoiled. you know, and then, you know, the, the, we got the pod. And, and then the NHL came back and they were playing like, yeah, okay. We, yes, yes. We need more. <laughs> we need to spread this out and have the games every night. This Friday, Saturday nonsense, two days a week is just that nonsense. <laughs> well, as I sit in the car, in the parking lot, waiting for the doors to open, I am seeing a streaming line of Colorado avalanche jerseys go by me. Um, there's no secret that uh, everybody travels well to Arizona. Okay. So yeah, I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine wanting to be, uh, you know, and this is no disrespect to say Wyoming. If you're an Avalanche fan and you had a chance to go, you know, from 20 degrees to 63 degrees, um, you know, hey, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I mentioned earlier, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. I can say that now because the Twitter handle has changed. It is now officially really? Cancion Tequila. Yes, it has. You have to search, search at Cancion Tequila to find what used to be at Mex Moonshine 
uh, on Twitter. So congratulations to uh, the clients for. Uh, do I have to change all the Do I have to change all the recordings now too? Yeah, well, I think pretty soon. I mean, okay. they, they haven't hit me over the head yet, but I think pretty soon everybody everybody knows now it's Cancion Tequila. So, um, as I said, well, this is yeah, but I don't want... Southwest Weekly. And shh, for a minute, let me finish the open. No, well, whatever. <laughs> Okay, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Kleins, Cancion Tequila, Scott Strandy in Glendale, Arizona, Paul Hornstein out in on Long Island, New York. Almost slipped up, but I caught myself. Um, and we're talking NCAA hockey. Uh, anybody that follows us knows that uh, um, Paul is enjoying some chaos in the NCAA tournament. And while he's enjoying chaos, I'm enjoying trying to figure out uh, the right flight and the right time to get to uh, Loveland, Colorado. I think I've got it figured out. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Southwest Airlines. I will be uh, in Colorado this weekend. And uh, hopefully during the week next week in Colorado, I will be able to see some um, hockey action, I should say, between the NHL again with the uh, Avalanche and the Coyotes. And then again, uh, the Henders- or the Henderson uh, <laughs> Colorado Eagles. We'll get a couple of games in before I hopefully board another plane and get to the NCAA Frozen Four in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So that's kind of my route, uh, folks. But Paul Hornstein will be comfortably sitting back in his basement just enjoying hockey like he always does. Yeah, well, you know, the, some of us have the life. Boy, we're stuck here in our basements, you know. I mean, uh, okay, but- you know, we get to look at the beautiful walls and, and, and yeah. As opposed to gallivanting all over the place. Okay, on a serious note, uh, prayers and thoughts go out to all of our friends in, in Boulder, Colorado. Um, it was just 13 days ago, Paul, I was at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Um, I don't even know what to say. It's just a senseless, senseless, violent I, crime that should never have happened. Um, I'm not even going to mention who the shooter was. I'm just going to well, say no, that he had just... an AR-15 and that he had a bulletproof vest and he shouldn't have. No citizen needs both of those or either one of those. Well, uh, those are for military and for police. Um, I'll let you say something here in just a minute, but I do want no, to say. I'm not going to say, uh, not going to say anything I, because honestly, I, I don't. Um, no, um, I. it's not that I don't have anything to say. I choose not to say it because. Okay. Um, no, I, I just. It. I choose not to say it. Well, I'll tell you, it was really close to home for me. I didn't find out about it until after our show last night. And um, uh, I immediately got on and texted um, Benny Toller up at uh, CU, the head coach there, and wanted to make sure that he was fine and his family is fine and friends and teammates and players and all those were fine. He he gave me the thumbs up and, and we chatted a little bit on text today, so... Benny, we're thinking about you. We're thinking about the whole Colorado uh, program. We're thinking all about the state of Colorado and Boulder. Uh, I don't even know if this is ironic or not, but I stopped into that King Supers, Paul. Uh, picked up a Diet Mountain Dew and a Snickers bar, as I tend to do when I'm on the road. Um, the community up there is so beautiful and, and so quaint and just violent should not happen anywhere, but it certainly shouldn't happen in Boulder and I just needed to get that off my chest before we started the show. So sorry okay. if it's a bit of a downer, but. Uh, no, I'm just not going to get into it. I, I just, yeah. I'm not going to do it because. Well, it just hit uh, close to home because I, like I said, I was there 13 days ago. And if I, you know. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so we've got the field set for this weekend, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the, uh, the regionals will be played out. That will get us four finalists. That will get us to the PPG Paints Arena in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for uh, the Frozen Four, which, you know, Paul, a year ago it was canceled. A lot of times over the last year we wondered whether there would be one, um, and now there is one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Um, I'm thrilled to be able to get to Loveland and be able to see the, uh, the West Regional. We'll get into depth. On those four teams, uh, since that I will be there, and since we do cover the West, I just kind of hope that uh, I just kind of hope that uh, whatever side effects I get from shot number two have 
have um, that, that is subsided the enough. Of that, for, right? Exactly. Subsided enough <laughs> for me to watch the championship game. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I have uh, no idea. And nobody knows. No. So Well, kudos for you for being able to get it. I haven't been able to even line mine up yet, which is... Uh, uh, Frustrating, well, but we'll, we'll you're get You're also it. not in one place long enough. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> it is tournament time, folks. Uh, the yep. NCAA tournament, as I said, the brackets were announced Sunday night. Um, we talked about chaos. Paul was urging for chaos. He got chaos. Um, but nonetheless, it's now Tuesday. The field is set. Uh, we do want to break those down for you so you know uh, exactly who's going where and who's playing where. You can find your favorite team, uh, if that may be, or whatever you have to do to to uh, make sure that this whole thing plays out. Let me run through it real quick, Paul, and then I'll kind of get your overview on it because I want to spend the second half of the show really focusing on what's happened at Loveland because it has some ties in for us, and obviously us in the West, uh, that's the region that we're going to be more focused on, I guess, than most. But um, in Fargo, number one seed North Dakota will play AIC. Minnesota Duluth and Michigan, the number two and three. Who is number two in that one, Paul? Do you know? Um, the, the two seed in that region would be Michigan. Oh, okay. Why? Well, I, I don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> now we're going to slide over to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Number four uh, seeded Wisconsin will be the number one seed in that region. We'll take on Bemidji State. Um, Tom Saratori, uh, do whatever you can to, to halt that, that power. I'm sorry. What, what's me... the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's it's going to be a battle uh, for Bemidji State to stay with Wisconsin with all the first round picks. Let, let me they have let me roster. cross out Bemidji <laughs> and start moving. Oh, I'm folks. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It looked like it should have said I don't know. Maybe Army. Maybe Denver. Yeah. I don't right? know. It <laughs> says Bemidji, but that must be a mistake. <laughs> okay because uh, let's because move. they finished fourth in their league <laughs> and the team and that finished lost. ahead of them, and the team that and finished they, ahead of them did not get in and, and they lost in the semifinals of the uh, tournament to the team that won it lake superior yeah. state so so lake superior state is the number four seed against massachusetts uh is that right no number three seed against number two massachusetts i believe yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and then we have, so, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's close enough. You didn't erase anything or cross anything out, did you? Uh no, they, they earned their way in those teams. Okay. Okay, good. Uh and then Lake, uh, Lake Superior, in, you know, won the conference. Okay, that's fine. And uh, and everybody was saying UMass was pretty much a lock to begin with. Um okay. I mean okay. you know. Okay. So so let's go upstate New York. Okay, I don't think that's quite how you say it, but okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried. You're, you're, um, you're not. You're not from Boston, <laughs> but okay. Number two, Boston College. Uh, number yeah. two overall seed, Boston College is the number one seed. Paul, they're taking on Notre Dame. It says, is that true? Notre Dame. Wait a second. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure. Wait, they finished. Yeah. Um, you are the number four seed there, Paul. I don't understand that either because the last time I checked, they finished ahead of the number two seed Michigan <laughs> in the standings. So I guess the regular season really doesn't mean anything because neither well, one of those neither one of those teams won their conference tournament. It, it depends what conference you're talking about, apparently. Okay, <laughs> I mean, listen, I I I heard an interview with uh, one of the representatives from the NCHC and. You know, and I get that he swears that he was not that he's not allowed to be in the room, and I get that. Um, I'm very curious to see. Um, was there anybody in the room, Paul? Well, on for, well on the video, let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so so Boston College and Notre Dame, yeah, Cloud State and Boston U. So yeah, uh, only one of the Boston schools are going to come out of that region possibly um, huh. to get into okay. the frozen four. So they, they're matching up. And then the one that we want to talk about the most, the one that I will be at Saturday and Sunday. Um, Quinnipiac in Minnesota State? 
<laughs> yeah, that one too. Uh, the University of Minnesota, the number three overall seed against Omaha. Uh huh. Um, any problems with that one, or are you okay? Um, uh, that's one I mean, and four. So Omaha's the number four. I, that's not unreasonable. Um, I know that uh, our friends up at Denver University, uh, University of Denver, or the Pioneers, or uh, DU, <laughs> or however you, whatever you want. <laughs> right? Um, I, they'll get mad at me. I don't care. Um, you have to deal with them. I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, come you know, on! They, huh? they were lobbying. I Matthew, the SID that I have to, to run into right away when I get there, and he's been so good to us. Nice. No, I know, I know, but you know, <laughs> listen. If they listen to us on a regular basis, they know what they know that yeah. <laughs> it's my job to to tweak people. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, I guess you know, I I can see the argument both ways. Um, honestly, you know, the 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 the, the quotes that I've seen. Had Providence being the next team in after Notre Dame? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I guess in that case, the regular season did count because Denver <laughs> didn't finish 500, but are probably better than Notre Dame and better than Providence. Now, you want to say that, you know, you're splitting hairs? Okay, I just, you know, four out of seven teams in the Big Ten? I guess you had no choice if you made Michigan the number two seed and they were the fourth place team in the Big Ten. Right. When you had a chance to sneak Notre Dame in there, you had no choice, right? Because And let's let's make this clear. Unless they were gonna put bowling green in, in which case well, yeah, but but that but that was clearly never a possibility because they had Bemidji in there who finished in fourth place in the regular season (laughs) uh, uh, behind Bowling Green. This is going to be so much fun, folks. We've got 45 more minutes of this. Um, um, but let me, let me throw this tell out. Tell me how. If in fact, Paul, if in fact yeah. Notre Dame was the next team up, right? because they got in how? Because St. Lawrence is coach. <laughs> had a positive test. Tested positive, yeah. Let's say I contracted. Had a positive test. I, I assume yeah. they tested him more than once. But it seems a bit bizarre to me that – they said to the team, nope, sorry, you're out because the coach got sick. I don't know. Yeah, well, I can tell you last night uh, I had Kate Shefty on, and I know you heard part of it, and, and she feels the same way that I do, that, man, oh, man, uh, how, how I know this is a random year. I know this is a random disease. It's a pandemic. But, but how do you tell your team, uh, guys, you worked so hard. You got into this tournament. And now we can't go because I tested positive. Uh, I just don't yeah, I know don't, how you deal with that mentally. And I, I asked don't, her I about don't Colorado College, and she said uh, she dug into that when Colorado College got their first uh, positive case before the the pod. And she said, "Dear God, don't let it be a freshman. Don't let this freshman have to go through four years of being." Yeah, I, guy. I, I get it. Yeah, I, I I I get that. I was listening when she said that, and. You know, there's there is a certain um, humanity that you can understand from that comment. Um, you know, the to have to deal with that for four years or more is. Uh, yeah. And, and she was saying that their COVID uh, protocol was pretty pretty strict. I don't know if you heard that, but she said they put the the players in a hotel, and she said they're only. Uh, light of the week, if you will, was uh, watching football on Sunday with the NFL because otherwise they just couldn't leave their room. They were stuck in there. I'm sure they had other stuff to do, but uh, you know what I mean. It got pretty boring yeah. and pretty unfulfilling being stuck in a situation like that. So so that's how Notre Dame, uh, we are told, I haven't seen it officially yet, uh, entered the tournament. Well, no, that's and, how they uh, got in. That's how they, okay. they came out and okay. said it. Is that is that verified? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah they can. The and, okay. and, and, and Providence was, quote-unquote, next in line. Uh, okay, I don't – all right, fine, <laughs> I guess. I don't agree with that, but – Where does Army fit in this? Well, that's that's the question I have, and I haven't even heard that brought up. No. I, I haven't seen it or heard fair. it brought up. 
And I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, and I'll admit to a certain amount of bias. Okay. But I'm sorry. You had, you were the second hottest team in the country. The yes. only team that was hotter than you was North Dakota. Who was the number one overall. Who was the number one overall seed. And no one's arguing that. No. But I saw him, Paul. You can't argue it. There's well, I can argue. Well, no, Tom Seaver is not playing. Um, <laughs> if, you know, I, and, and I, I mean, I can argue with you over anything. So that's not I know good. you can. Um, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. Especially they were the second. Weather. They were a second place team to a team that everybody assumed was going to get in, whether they won the conference tournament or not in AIC. They did. Okay. Um, and I think if I'm, if I'm remembering it correctly, and I probably could look it up, although I won't be as fast as, uh, as I would if I had actually done it ahead of time, you know, like a smart person. (laughs) Okay. Uh, one, two, no, why? Well, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. In their last 14 games, they were 11, 2, and 1. That's not worthy. And, and the game they lost was in overtime in the <laughs> conference know. tournament. I know. Okay. And as a matter of fact, the last game they lost in regulation was their fourth game of the season. Incredible. Incredible. To AIC. To How AIC. Do you look- I'm sorry. The other way on that. You were. They weren't even in the conversation. That's what I mean. How do you look the other way? Because that's what you had to do. Clearly, it's it's so frustrating. And Bill Foley, if you're listening, we support your Black Knights. Uh, We know they deserve to be there. Uh, They're going to be in our hearts during this whole thing. We know it. Um, Okay. So we have uh, all of the, the the brackets paired out. The, the regionals, okay. again, Fargo, Bridgeport, Loveland, Colorado, Albany, New York. Albany, correct? Albany. Albany, yeah. Albany. Yeah, okay. So I've got it right. Um, yeah. Paul, what I want to do now is take a quick break. I want to hear okay. from some of our partners, and I want okay. to come back, and I want you and I to square off. Uh, we're going to do it first with – I'll take the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'll take them. Seriously? And you, and, and you Wow. Wow. That's – oh, jeez. Okay, oh, fair geez. enough. Let's find out who can do what can who. <laughs> We're coming right back, folks. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011.
asked if you live in the valley, do you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food? But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Looking for a big school hockey college experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University is for you. The men's team starts their third season of competition as the program adds an ACHA D2 men's team and a new ACHA women's D1 team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home, giving any player a varsity-level feel. Playing in the brand-new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints will enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men battle against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. Located in the St. Louis suburbs, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country, offering both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. All right, we are back, uh, folks. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Roger Klein's Can't See Own Tequila. Scott Strandy from just outside of the Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona, as I prepare for a NHL game in just uh, an hour and a half or so. And Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, as we're talking NCAA hockey leading up to the regional tournaments, four regionals that will be played and uh, determine four winners that will advance to the Frozen Four in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in two weeks. Um, Paul, I think we got to see everything that, that was uh, the brackets. We got to hash it over. I know we could hash it over for another, I don't know, um, three years. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, he says, folks. Okay. Um, okay. So let's, let's break down our matchup. Um, we got two matchups that I'm going to be attending uh, in Loveland, Colorado. Um, I volunteered to take the Minnesota Gophers. Uh, I, I, I like the fact that you're willing to throw yourself on the sword for stuff like this. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. That's yeah. quite a poke on that sword. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Minnesota uh, will be taking on uh, Omaha. Uh, right. The Mavericks. So let, let's play this out a little bit. Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to talk about your team or do you want me to hype my team? Uh, ASU is not in the tournament. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, the so team I don't know you, what the hell. I don't the know team what the that you got. About. The team that you got for this regional. You want to? Do you want to make your case for Omaha first, or should I make my case for the Golden Gophers? Oh well, well it depends. Do you want? Do you want the long <laughs> version or the short version? Because you'll uh, we, we just take about three seconds, right? And uh, we have we have thirty two minutes, and we got two games to cover, so we have plenty of time. Yeah, well, me, I mean, listen, this is... You gonna start? That's I don't I'm care. Asking. You tell me. Okay, you start. You tell about the... No, let me start. Let me start with Minnesota, and then you tell me how Omaha's going to stop them. Fair enough? Okay, wake me up. Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> oh, Pat McLeddy, Jess Myers, if you're listening tonight, that's Paul Hornstein. That's ragging on your team. They were a big maroon M. Um, and, and, folks... Just before we get too deep into this, this isn't the easiest thing for me either. I'm a Minnesota native, but I attended Minnesota Duluth, the home of the, what is that, two-time defending champion, Bulldogs? Yeah. So this is not the easy task for me either. But as Paul said so eloquently, I fell on the sword and accepted the challenge of, of making a case for Minnesota. The uh, Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. The, the number one seed. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to start from the goal out because that's where everybody wants to go. Jack LaFontaine uh, is is really the man in net for them. Uh, 0.936, a save percentage, good for th- third in the country uh, to start things off. Um, his goals against, not that, that fantastic, but uh, his save percentage is for some reason. So 
Um, let's go with Jack LaFontaine. Mississauga, Ontario, Randy Exelby, shout out to you on that one. Uh, another great goaltender coming in from there. The senior, 6'3", 210 pounds, has been the backstop. He's been the guy they leaned on uh, in a uh, very heavy goal-scoring conference like the Big Ten. Um, no doubt about it that they look at him to uh, to drive the bus, if you will. Um, then you move out from their defensive core, and this is where they have gotten better over the years. Their, their defensemen have become very, very heady. Um, you look at guys like Ben Brinkman, Matt Denman, um, Mike Koster. Uh, you look at guys like that that have just step, stepped up, or Robbie Stucker. Uh, I mean, all of them have contributed in some way, shape, or form to uh, solidify. Of course, Brock Faber, how can I miss him? Um, and uh, you, you go down the list of, of defensemen, Ryan Johnson, um, Carl Fish, uh, Sam Rossini. You just move down the line. They're very solid all the way through. You can rotate their defensemen um, pretty much through the lineup the, the way you would uh, want to if you're the head coach because there's really no weak links. Okay, offensively, that's where they stand out um, in my estimation because, uh, as we know in the Big Ten, having watched Arizona State play there all year, the offensive uh, prowess, if you will, of the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers Starts and ends right at the top with Sammy Walker, Santa, uh, Santo, <laughs> Sampo Ranta, easy for me to say. Um, and, of course, Brandon McManus, uh, the guys that make things go for the Gophers. Their depth is good, but those three uh, have really made their mark as far as uh, scoring uh, this season for the Gophers and in seasons past. So. That's my case. I say the Gophers are well-rounded. I think they're uh, going to win that region. I don't think it's going to be an exact cakewalk, but I think they get it done. Uh, Paul, make your case for Omaha. Well, let's face it. If you, whenever you're talking about an upset, what is the first thing you have to look at? Goaltender. It's goaltender. I mean, you know, if you're the underdog and you're going to win, what do you have to have? You have to have your goalie basically put you in a position to cover up your mistakes and 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 and, and steal you a game. Uh, I, I would say that that Omaha is probably the quote unquote heavier team. They they probably want to play a little bit more physical than Minnesota does. That's not to sit here and say that they can't. It's just style preference. But it's, it all starts with Isaiah Seville and Net. Okay. Uh, the bottom line is uh, he's got to be better than Jack Fontaine. And if he's not, then Omaha doesn't really have a chance. Okay. Uh, Seville's got to live up to his – he's got to probably do better than his 9-12 save percentage during the regular season. So just so you know I'm listening, that's Jack LaFontaine, not Fontaine. Yeah, 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 Jack Lafontaine. <laughs> I'm sorry. To me, there's only one Lafontaine, and that's Pat. But, oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, I don't believe but, there's any relation either, but go ahead. No, I don't think there is either. Okay. Um, but Omaha's going to have to get some big goals from Chase Primo, uh, and maybe Martin Sundberg, okay? uh, the guys who, uh, at least when I watch, tend to come up big for them. Uh, even though Taylor Ward leads them in goal scoring, uh, Primo is their points leader. Okay. Um, and, and they're going to have to fight through the speed of Minnesota's defense in, in order to, to, to have some success. But they're going to have to push those guys out of the way, too. So, um, you know, and you know that, uh, that uh, Nate Knepke the, the team captain for the for the Mavericks, uh, who once played for the Gophers, <laughs> and we're not saying we're not saying he left on bad terms. Cause I have no idea, right? But don't uh, if you if you think it didn't hit him that I get a chance to go at those guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, I mean, he is a Minnesota native. I have a few of them on this team. Uh, 
They do. Uh, not a, they do. Not as many as you, you know, they have on Minnesota, but, you know, have a few. Um, and, and, and that's where the game's going to be won, won and lost for uh, Omaha. It's going to have to be the goaltending, and their defensemen are going to have to step up uh, and, 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 and play big. Uh, Jason Smallage, uh, second on the team in plus-minus. So I know that some people are not always crazy about uh, the stat of plus-minus. But uh, he's 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 their second highest plus guy on the team, uh, you know. So the I mean these guys, you know, when when you play a lot, sometimes the numbers not as good as it should be. But you know, Nolan Crenzen, Nate Knepke, uh, Small G, these guys are going to have to have big games uh, defensively uh, for uh, Brendan Scalen for 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 Omaha to to. To, I don't want to. Say, I, don't, I don't want to make it sound like Omaha can't win because they, obviously they can. I mean, you know, they are battle tested playing in the NCHC, and really, I mean, they're going to face Minnesota. Is when you're playing North Dakota uh, four or five times a year, or is playing Minnesota really going to scare you? Once again, not to knock the Gophers as much as I'd like to. Um. Uh, oh, once again, Pat Micheletti, uh, Jess Myers, that's Ballhorn scene fashion. Your goal. I, I, I bring it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're you're pretty strong now because you know you got Eddie Christian behind you. Well, listen, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. You know, does it? No, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> um, but you know, we know that the issues that I have are not on the ice, so. Um, um, but okay, I mean, that's, so, that's where Omaha has to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree on the back you. end and the goaltender. I think it's going to be a really good regional. Um, I think those both those games are going to be good. We're going to get to the second one here in just a minute. Um, I will tell you that Minnesota comes in with an overall record of 23 6 and 0 and a Big Ten record of 16 6 and 0. And when I say that, Paul, the only reason I want to bring that up is that's a total of 29 games played. And getting back to our NCAA tournament field, um, how come there wasn't more credence giving, given to teams that played 29 as opposed to teams that played 14 or 15? That's like playing half as many games and getting the same credit for what you did. We all know, and especially in college hockey, that things happen. Right, things can happen in fourteen, fifteen yeah. games. Um, we we do know Army. that Army not in the tournament, fifteen, six, and one. Um, yeah, well, we're again, not. We're, we're, we're right. once again. Yeah, we're, we're, we're you know. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't understand the reasoning behind this. I really don't, and uh, I just wanted to bring that up because Minnesota does have a good record, but they played twenty nine games. That's a lot of chances to work things out, if you will, uh, right? To improve your status. Okay, right. so uh, that's a breakdown of those two teams. Let's jump into uh, the second regional there, which will be the first game, actually, uh, at the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado. That will uh, see, <laughs> I love this, pairwise. Still has Minnesota State, the number one team in the country. Uh, okay, it's been settled, folks. Uh, the tournament field has been set. Minnesota State, unfortunately, is not number one. I will take them. But I want you to start this time with Quinnipiac and tell me a little bit about the, uh, the Quinnipiac Bobcats because you want to tie in right here to uh, the Southwest? Um, we've got a kid moving his way. I did a story with him a while ago. Oh, uh, David Heimovich. Yeah, David Heimovich already signed. Uh, yeah. Committed. We went committed. Wait, wait, we, don't, we don't know if he actually uh, signed or not yet. Yeah, I think he did. I think I saw Well, he might have, but we haven't seen it, so. Anyway, so, so you take Quinnipiac, and uh, I will take the uh, Minnesota State Mavericks, who I was hoping to see a much better game out of last Friday, but um, I didn't. So uh, we'll <laughs> move forward from there. Okay, go ahead. Well, listen, the fact of the matter is if you're Quinnipiac, you've got guys that are battle-tested. You've got guys that have been in the NCAA tournament before. You have guys – that have experienced winning in the NCAA tournament before. Uh, not that we want to talk much about one of those games, but. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
the, the fact of the matter is uh, they're playing. You, you, you want to know uh, if we're not sure about Quinnipiac because of the weird schedule they played. You, you want the best chance to win Quinnipiac, score the first goal. Yeah, exactly. Score the first goal because you want to you want to see a team that's got more pressure on it in the first round than maybe any other team in the tournament. You're talking about Minnesota State. Now, most of it is self-induced. Okay, um, but it's there. And I promise you it'll be tangible because you know as well as I do, every player on that team knows the history. They, every player on that Mavericks team knows the history that that school has never won an NCAA tournament game. <laughs> yes, so they do. If, so if you want, if you're Quinnipiac, and, and, and I'm not trying to knock their team, they have – like I said, playoff experience. They have an elite player in Odin Tufto. They have a, a goalie in Keith Petrozelli, senior. So a save percentage of almost 93, 9-3-0 this year. Okay. Um, these guys are all battle-tested. Um, and so the the NCAA tournament and, and, and facing a team like Minnesota state is not going to scare them, but you want to take your, you, you want to put the knockout punch on Minnesota state score first. Don't give them it. Don't give them a chance to think, especially if you score early. If you score two or three minutes into the game, forget about it. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree on that, Paul. Because what I saw at uh, at the WCAK semifinals was Minnesota State on home ice in the middle of the afternoon um, got behind, got behind, got behind, got behind, and I was waiting for them to break out. And I thought the start of the third period when they got their first power play and scored on it with like 16 minutes to go, if I recall things correctly. Um, I thought, okay, here comes the Mavericks. And nope, the Mavericks didn't come out. They uh, they pretty much stayed put. So uh, let me tell you about the Mavericks. Uh, overall record of 24-1, a WCHA record of 12-0-1-1. Um Perennial powers in the WCHA, which is, I don't know if Paul's brought that up yet or not. I wasn't listening that closely, but the WCHA will be no more. Correct, Paul? Well, that is correct. Um, And we we have, I guess we can save that part for next week by the time we get to it because, I mean, not because it's, or after the tournament, but that's another story. Okay, so uh, when you look at Minnesota State, you have to start. This Nobody starts anywhere other than junior goaltender Dryden McKay. Um, again, you and I have seen him play in person. I saw him play again this weekend, last Friday, I guess it was. And I was waiting for Dryden to take over and just dominate. Now, I know the guys in front of him didn't play great, but I think he would tell you himself that that may have been uh, one of his, if not his, worst collegiate performance. I mean... Dryden McKay in the semifinals of the WCHA got pulled, folks. He got pulled. Um, I mean, you were there. Did they look bored? Uh, they looked nonchalant. So if that's the same as Did bored, they, they looked... They or looked, not interested. Let's put it this way, not interested. Yeah, they looked disinterested. That would be a very good thing. And I think because the team in front of him was disinterested, it made Dryden look like he was pedestrian. Um, he, he just didn't look like himself. Um, I'm sure it was tough for him to be pulled. I'm sure it was even harder for Mike Hastings to pull him. Um, right. Because you, you're pretty much admitting when you pull him down by four, you're not going to come back. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of hockey games if, if your best goaltender is riding the bench. But And you're down four in the second period. So anyway, um, 
Minnesota State starts with Dryden, they're going to end with Dryden. As, as far as they go in this tournament, it's going to be on the back of Dryden McKay. There's just no other way around it. Not to say that he doesn't have some great teammates, because he does. I want to throw out a couple of names that will uh, will jar people a little bit. Reggie Lutz uh, is a really, really solid senior hockey player for uh, Minnesota State. Uh, he can score the puck, and he can do... What else is he it. supposed to score? <laughs> I got Maybe his gloves or his helmet? <laughs> Score the puck! Jeez! Seriously? <laughs> I was waiting to sneak that in, and he caught it, folks. That tells me. Oh, my Lord! <laughs> Score the puck! Okay. Jeez. Okay. Oh, okay. okay, get back in your chair. Get back in your chair. Uh, I also want to tell you they got senior Todd Burgess, if you hear that name uh, here in the Southwest. He is a Phoenix native. I was so bummed out that I didn't get to see Todd in person. I haven't seen him play his entire career in person. And uh, as a as somebody that operates out of the Southwest and certainly out of Arizona, I was uh, really curious to see Todd's game. Um, and he was a healthy scratch. So it is what it is. But Todd Burgess is on that roster. 6'2", 179, senior forward from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I'm going to throw out this name. You tell me if this rings a bell. Ryan Sandlin. Uh, no, it doesn't foot, ring a bell at all. Six-foot sophomore from Hermantown, Minnesota. And, oh, yeah, by the way, his dad is the coach of the University of Minnesota Bulldogs. Uh, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan is getting some playing time now because he's moving up the uh, the list. But uh, he was listed as a fourth liner. Um, I think he's better than that. I think he uh, just right now is in a numbers crunch and trying to find himself with some playing time. Um, I'm also going to throw out a, a name of Jared Spooner, a senior from Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, the Spooner name in Bismarck is synonymous with uh, North Dakota hockey, and Jared uh, standard, stands up pretty well uh, on the Minnesota State roster. So, as Paul said, for Quinnipiac to beat Minnesota State, they're going to have to score first. So, duh, Minnesota State's going to want to score first. They're going to want to build the lead, get a one, two, three goal lead, and let Dryden handle it from there because. When he's got a lead and his team is playing at all, um, they're pretty tough to beat. So I expect Minnesota State to lean heavily on their forwards to get some goals early and then lean heavily on their uh, junior goaltender, Dryden McKay, who, oh, yeah, by the way, has a uh, 1.397 goals against average, number one in the country. Um, Listen, yeah, I, 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 I get that. And, 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 you know, that that is – is is what can take Minnesota State far in the tournament. Um, and if they actually do finally win a game and get to the second <laughs> round. Mike Hastings, if you're listening, that's Paul Hornstein. That's not me. I don't. <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that would take a huge monkey off that team's shoulders. And oh, you, would see, you would see an entirely different team. Assuming that the talent, you know, shows up, you would see an entirely different team in a game two in a regional final when they have finally gotten that monkey off the back. And we could sit here until we're blue in the face saying those are past teams, those are past teams, those are past teams. But if you're a senior on this team and you've been hearing that for four years now. Yeah. Yep. And you were having a great season last year, too, when when the tournament got canceled. And you don't tell me that that's not forget the back of your mind. Don't tell me that's not right smack in your face. <laughs> exactly. Let me let me tell you how much it is in the face of at least the fans. While I was in Mankato and uh, I left between the two sessions, the two games and came back. When I came back, I had no less Paul than a dozen people come up to me and say, hey, thanks for coming up. Sorry we played so poorly. Uh, we, we haven't played this poorly. One guy told me in at least a couple of years. And uh, they were all not happy with the fact that Minnesota State played the afternoon game. They don't like it. Well, The fans don't like it. They don't think guess it what? responds well. Yeah, that's, just, that's what I was getting at. They are playing the afternoon game in Loveland. So, like you said, should they get that monkey off their back? 
should they win that game against Quinnipiac, they will move to the very last game of the regionals and uh, play yep. the winner of Minnesota and Omaha at the Budweiser Event Center on ESPN2 Sunday night. The very last team to get in will come out of uh, Loveland, Colorado. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know you'll have your TV tuned in and all of your your great. Well, devices. let's see. I got I've got three <laughs> games that I that I you know I don't need an extra device for on on Friday. Okay. okay. Got, uh, Bemidji, Wisconsin, on quote unquote regular TV at one o'clock. Then right. you got Duluth and Michigan at four o'clock on regular TV. Uh, Lake Superior State and UMass. Uh, at uh, 6.30 Eastern time on regular TV. And I, I don't know what they have after that, so I don't understand why uh, they don't go on regular TV to the AIC North Dakota game, considering that's a 9.30 start. And assuming none of these other games go into 95 overtimes, I don't know, which is okay, okay too, because I like those. Stop putting um, on that one. How does the number one team in the country get the ESPN3? I don't know. Happen? I Listen, I you're asked. I'm shocked that Duluth and Michigan is the early game in that region. So oh don't ask goodness. me. I clearly don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, yeah, well, I think this is one of those years where we're just going to say it's a COVID year and forget about it because uh, I don't understand a lot of things that have happened anywhere around us. So you know, so I mean, so 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 Friday is taken care of anyway. And then I'll just yeah. crank up the computer and 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 watch the North Dakota fighting against the AIC. Um, you know, um, you did nothing. No response out of my fighting scene. Uh, you said I it. I send, didn't. I can send you some clips. There's a whole bunch of them. Oh, I know. I heard. I heard them. Soon. I heard them in the frozen face-off. <laughs> I heard them all. Okay. I told you. Remember. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so, um, the, the best part of it is, Paul, uh, and I'm I'm digressing here a little bit, but the best part usual. of it is when the team when the team comes out onto the ice and the, all the fans start going, "Let's go, Sue! Let's go, Sue!" And poor Darren Looker's got to try to make an announcement to say, "Welcome, you're Fighting Hawks!" <laughs> and as soon as he says it, they start screaming, "Let's go, Sue! Let's go, Sue!" Yeah, well. That's I, I I I guess one day we can do a show about this, but you know, you know well, we, we do have that, the summertime. Summer yeah, that's that's what I said. Show. We have the summertime. That's what I mean. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have a little time when you come off the water with me. Uh, we do a little fishing with Mike Peluso, and uh, uh, we're getting uh, ready uh, to uh, eat our walleye. Uh, maybe we can sit down and do a I show. Don't, and, do walleye? Do, a campfire one. How about that? Do walleye have feet? Show? Do walleye have feet? <laughs> No, but they're delicious. Do they yeah, graze? Absolutely. Do they graze? <laughs> but they're delicious. Do they graze? Well, okay, I told you that Mike tells me you catch them best by the weeds, so that's pretty close to grazing. Yeah, I guess that's close. <laughs> they still don't have feet, and they still have gills. <laughs> okay, folks, you now know uh, Paul Hornstein's thoughts on eating walleye. Uh, <laughs> or anything that swims. Okay. <laughs> I'm safe then because I swim occasionally, so I'm well, not yeah. going to be eaten. Well, yeah, but you, well, no, that, that's not happening either. So, I mean. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the uh, the tournament. Kind of give a recap one more time because um, it, it's such a crazy year. But somehow they ended up with 16 teams. Uh, it's going to start on um, Friday. Right, and then Saturday's got Saturday's one of those days that we love because there are yes. six games. Yes, this and, is what and, we need more of. Yes, and there'll be some that'll be sending people to the Frozen Four, and there'll be others that are just uh, finals in their region. Well, I, I, I get amused because, um, as as our buddy Jess Meyer said, there'll be two teams in the Frozen Four before the uh, uh, before Minnesota even. Gets on the ice, so that's yeah. kind of amusing. Yep. <laughs> and, but, but that happens every year, though. I mean, that happens every oh, year. Yeah. And, and, yeah, there's no way know. to do it any other way. But yeah, well, they could start playing on a Thursday, or yeah. you know, I mean, okay, Paul, let me let me throw this out. Or there. maybe a Wednesday or a Tuesday. 
Maybe you need to be reminded these are student athletes, Paul. <laughs> okay, before we wrap up, we got a little time left. So you had some things that you mentioned to me off the show that uh, you wanted to talk about. So uh, fire away. Bring up those topics that you wanted to talk about that uh, maybe don't necessarily pertain to the the tournament, but pertain to college hockey. What do you want to start? Well, you know, um, it's just interesting because – uh, you know, as as we quickly mentioned, uh, that uh, Colorado College is looking for a coach. Uh, you are finally kind of seeing names get thrown out there. Did you hear one last night, by the chance? Um, I did, but that I don't remember if that was listening to you or and Kate or just. Uh, well, if it was Troy Jetting. It would have been Kate and myself having that conversation. Well, I, I've seen that uh, one of the names came up was uh, the Northern Michigan coach for one of these schools. I don't remember whether it was uh, Patoni was for uh, CC or uh, team numbers. I don't even know what team number they are anymore in St. Thomas next year when they start. Um are we? Are they at sixty one? Are they at sixty two? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know, uh, if we'll but, know for sure until we figure out what's going on in Alaska. Oh, I don't think we'll know for sure until October. But um, you know, because they still need they still need a coach. Um, you know, their D three staff is is recruiting to the school, <laughs> and not and obviously not for the coach. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, well, let me tell you this, you know, if, if Ryan Platoni's name is mentioned and Grant, he is a, Grant, in fact, Grant. A, I mean, Grant, yeah, not yeah. Ryan. Ryan would be great too, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, me, but okay. Uh, well, Ryan was a, uh, Hobie Baker finalist for the university of Minnesota. Um, oh, that figures. He's the younger brother of Grant. Um, okay. But it's anyway, Grant Platoni, a Grand Forks, North Dakota native. And uh, former Golden Gopher uh, would be a fantastic get for either one of those two schools. Um, now the question is, does Grant want to do that? I mean, St. Thomas is where he played college. Uh, he knows Colorado College um, when they were in the old WCHA back then, and right. um, so and he knows the new building. And I got a feeling there's a soft spot for for Colorado. It's a great spot and. Knowing the Ptolemies, I don't think he would uh, mind living in Colorado Springs. Could be wrong. Well, I, uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. You know, I'm just saying that that's one of the names that I saw, um, and you know, not trying to throw anything out there. Like I know it's just one of the names that I saw. Um, so that's going to affect the landscape. Uh, the fact that there's you know, 20 spots in a lineup that didn't exist this year. Yep. Adds to which they're going to need a lot of, they're going to need a lot more spaces, I think to, uh, to make that happen. But okay. You know, um, like I said, I'm just throwing things out there. Um, you know, uh, it's, you know, so you, so when you got two coaches and if they throw out, uh, as uh, Coach Powers said to us a few weeks ago, that they're very likely to at least institute a one-time for this summer uh, unpenalized transfer rule. Uh, that will create even more player <laughs> movement around all over the place. Yes. So that'll be fun. Um, I... I I believe it was Kate that said she wished she had a log into the transfer portal. Yeah. She said, she threw that out. She said, if anybody's listening, that can give me their login. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure classic. she would. Uh, I'm sure classic. she would. And, um, and, and the, the Atlantic hockey commissioner, as we quickly mentioned in Sunday show, uh, has had three schools 
contact him about joining their league. <laughs> How interesting is that? Well, it's interesting the fact that the speculation is two teams that exist and one that might not. Right. <laughs> at least at the moment. Yeah. It, it, so well, let's, let's save all of that for, for another show because that, that will be great conversation to get more in depth with, uh, as well as the transfer portal. That, that will be very fun. Um, and the coaching well, right. I'm just, at those just, two schools. You know, we just wanted to make sure people knew that, that, that we didn't miss it. Yeah, absolutely. We can get into detail in it uh, down the road because, uh, like I said, that'll be a lot of great stuff to talk about. Right now, we're focusing on an NCAA tournament, a uh, countdown to the Frozen Four in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The four regionals, as I said, will start up um, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, by the time Paul and I come on, and I will be in Loveland uh, to do the show uh, on Sunday before I believe the game even starts. So, and I'll be in that, my basement. Oh yeah, okay, okay. We all have it tough, don't we? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, let's see that. Well, I don't know. The game's supposed to start uh, Mountain Time, Central, like at eight o'clock Eastern. That final game. Right, so, so that would put it, uh, what, Right smack dab in the middle of the show. Yeah. So we'll probably do the show early or do the show late, one of the two, depending on what our bodies feel like. We'll let you know, folks, before uh, before that. It will be a lot of fun one way or the other. Uh, we also, the following week, will be doing um, uh, the countdown to the Frozen Four, and then once I get to Pittsburgh, we will be doing the, uh, um, of course, Hobie Baker and... Um, Oh, am I missing the Stauber Award, right, for the goaltender? Not the Rob Stauber? No. Are you sure? He was he won he was a Hobie Baker winner. Yeah, but I thought they named the goaltending thing after him too. They oh, did no. not. No, that's uh that's the guy that wears a blue shirt in New York. Yeah, or the, the Richter. that yeah. the Richter Award. I, I tried yeah. to give it to you, Rob. I tried, I really did. <laughs> well, let's let's put it this way. I prefer to think of him as the goalie who Helped the U.S. win the World Cup of '96. Way so to go! That's that's the way, way I look at that. Way to go, my man. Okay, um, so that's where we stand, folks. Tomorrow night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're going to get an update from uh, not only our presenting partner, but the one and only John Hogan is going to join us tomorrow to talk about the ACHA D1 Championship being held just outside of St. Louis in beautiful Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, we'll have John on tomorrow, so join Stephen and I again early, 6 p.m. Uh, we'll jump on to keep everything consistent as we go across the board. Then we'll send Steven inside to see the Henderson Silver Knights and the uh, Colorado Eagles, and I will continue to prepare for a trip to Colorado. Take it away, Paul. All right. Roger Kleins, Cancion Tequila. It's presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business, that America's been waiting for. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our homemade recipes to your table. Great taste, great value. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Every game in the pod, on the road, or at home, NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Get a head start on next year. Roger Kleins, Cancio and Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. 
available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Have a good night, everyone.